Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 134 of Final Boss TV, your wild game ring show. I am Adam KK Bay. I'll be your host for this adventure. We're completing the the fell and holy light slash shadow sandwich because we the voting that you guys put on uh, last month we had havoc first, then we had the two priest shows, and now we're finishing that up today with Vengeance Demon Hunter. So we'll see how that all pans out with the new kid on the block tank edition, essentially, today. Sitting down with two, maybe the only two. No, that's, I'm just kidding. Vengeance Demon Hunters that are playing the class today, of course. But, of course, real quick, I want to shout out the assistant producers of Final Boss TV supporting the show over on Patreon. Of course, I have to make sure I thank Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, and Delphir for all their support. And if you would like to support the show on a, another level entirely and unlock more podcasts, there are BTS podcasts that are now available if you were not aware. Here's the one with Monkey and Delimit that we're going to talk about and go through the main show today. But if you want more sort of unscripted, just rabble rousey, you can go there. There's also show notes, and there's the one from the Holy Discipline Priest show, and then there's the Shadow Priest show, and then there's the Havoc show. They keep going and going and going, but those are only available to you if you're supporting the show at that extra little level on Patreon. So thank you all so much for the support there. But enough blabbling out of me. Who, who are my guests today? I mean, I kind of gave it away. Or, you know, it's, it's there in the show title. But Monkey, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Hello. Hey, what's up, everyone? Are you are you ready to talk about? We're talking about feral druids today, right? Feral druids. Yes, feral druids. Okay. And, and what did you say in the in the opener? What what? <laughs> how pooling is bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna teach you why pooling is uh, bad for feral druids. Mm. Good time. But no, we're talking about vengeance today. Vengeance, vengeance. Yes. Joining you, co-guesting. Oh, yes, it is. Hopefully. There is delimit. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. You're here to talk about. Uh, you're, you're here to talk about um, uh, Beast Mastery Hunter, right? Is that what you're doing? My favorite spec. My favorite spec. Oh, gross! <laughs> gross, gross, gross. Well, welcome both of you to the show. Thank you very much for being here. And I, I, I think without further ado, I guess because this is the new like introductory bit. Because I always have to like feel like guy. I went over this forever ago when the show was starting in Legion that we're bringing on new guests in Legion, right? Because I had a lot of the same guests for Mop and Warlords because only so many that were out there. A lot of the same guests repeated during those those seasons of the show, which you can go back and look on the channel guide or watch on YouTube or whatever. But for, for Legion, I want to make sure I highlight new people that are making guides, being really prevalent in the Discord communities, putting together you know simulation crafty stuff, whatever may have you. Um, so here is the time where you have to uh, sort of sort of shill out your accolades, what you do in the community to make sure that we're not all just plebs here. Because apparently if you're not, you know, if you weren't 10-10 Nighthold Mythic a month ago, you're we're all terrible at this game. So, but Monkey, what do you do in the WoW sphere for Vengeance? And what's some of your background in, in World of Warcraft and or tanking, sir? Uh, I 
maintain the wowhead and the icy vein guides and i maintain the vengeance channels and both of the demon hunter discords and uh, i do a lot of the, the majority of the theory crafting uh, i work with the limit a lot um been doing it since alpha a little over a year ago so yeah so you work on both of the guides is that something that's really common because word up does the same thing you get like one guide main person that goes through both wowhead and icy veins to make those now is that sort of how legion has been put together to make sure they're both sort of mirrored in consistency no that it's i mean it's competition so oh, wow. uh but uh no it's just kind of uh it kind of worked that way word up the you know he's got his hand in like a third of the specs so <laughs> yeah you know, it's just kind of like uh, there's a lot of people that do both of them, like myself, Word Up, Azor, a few others, and um, so we'll help each other out and be like, hey, you know, uh, one site's looking for a new guide writer for something, and we'll say, hey, we know a guy, and send the name over. That's how Kib got uh, is working with Icy Veins now. Is uh, he did the Wowhead stuff, and then Word Up got him into Icy Veins. So okay, it's like that. It's just kind of more happenstance that that it worked, and it's partially uh, the big thing though is just the people like finding people to do the guides is a lot harder these days. So. Right, that's sort of I mean that goes part and partial with finding guests for the show because I feel like some of the YouTube comments, which you know, in their infinite wisdom, that they they comment on shows a lot like who are these guests, blah blah, blah. and then of course they get responded to with do you not even know who these people are? You know, they think because you're not, or, or some of the guests aren't, you know, done with the tier and farming for weeks and weeks and weeks that they don't know what they're talking about. But for the most part, the, the theory of the math crafty folks, the, the guide writers, the ones that do all the nitty gritty, the top end raiders look to you to find out what to do, right? So that's just Everybody how... knows that I don't even raid Mythic. Oh, you, oh, you raid normal, right? You raid normal? No, I did LFR one time. Oh, <laughs> That's the hardest stuff. But in the only game, managed though. to get through with four stacks of determination. Oh, come on! <laughs> Don't poke too much fun at the LFR heroes out there. Come on now. But then, how about you, Delimit? What do you do in the the WoW sphere for vengeance, and what is your your background in in WoW tanking or otherwise? Uh, I've been hardcore raiding, I guess you would call it, for since two thousand one, back in the original EverQuest days. Um. I've been tanking on and off throughout WoW since BC. Uh, currently 7 out of 10 Mythic. I'm active in both of the Demon Hunter Discords pretty much every day. Right. Uh, going over logs, giving advice, all that jazz. And how long have you been doing the, the WoW tanking stuff? Ever since... You're like a Wrath baby, right? Basically since BC. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did like a... I guess for... Lady V and Serpent Shrine. I played my Druid as a tank in there, but otherwise oh. I played my Enhancement Shaman back then as a DPS. Ah, that's a that's a that's a good that's a good good answer. Good answer. After but, after Alliance finally got it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's back when. 
Oh, that was a tumultuous period back in the day. Um, in the setup here, you also, you have sort of a, a pedigree in the MMO scene. I just want to make sure you shout out sort of where you get your roots in this game, just because of all the old MMO players that are in chat that will totally give you internet high fives for for this. So if, if you please, sir, where did you get your start in this, this EverQuest, crazy wild word? Hardcore, six day a week, six hour a day EverQuest rating. The waiting around for dragon spawns and hoping everybody else in the guild can log in as fast as possible. Server races, the good times. Gosh, I don't even, I don't even know how that would even be. That was way before my time. Well, I played Galaxies first, but that's a whole different, whole different ball of wax right there. So I guess in the other sense of, I wanted to bring up because there's been some questions about. I want to like highlight the sort of drama that happened with the two Demon Hunter discords, but are they sort of mirrored in what you can find in either of them? Like, I'm basically the, like, where are all the resources that we're going to talk about on the show today? Is there, are those either of those central points still fine for all the community members out there, the players to find everything they would want to look for? Yeah, it's, uh, for the most part, it's the same. Uh, let Ib uh, and Zarania do a lot of the Havoc stuff, so they maintain a lot of that, and then um, I maintain the Vengeance stuff, so the Vengeance stuff is the exact same in both Discords, and so, yeah, between both, I mean, I don't really follow the Havoc stuff that much, obviously, but I know uh, Zeranio is bigger in Mardoom, and um, Kib maintains all of the Valhammer stuff, so it's, all, all the info you'll get should be exactly the same, just sometimes different people um, the limit and I both work and we do both of the discords. So like the vengeance stuff that will be main, mainly us maintaining it and you know taking care of stuff. So you'll get the exact same info vengeance side. And then Havoc side will be all the same info. Everybody kind of works together. It's just kind of who who follows it a little bit more. So some people are in Martyrdom a little bit more, some are in uh Fellhammer a little bit more. So Yeah, I don't know that whole situation that happened, but basically, I mean, there, there are links to both in my channel guide if you want to join either of them and start digging into all the information. We live in this information-rich era of World of Warcraft where out of the top, like, 15 Discord servers, like, what, 11 of them were WoW? So we have definitely taken over the platform as this area to really saturate ourselves with all of the resources. And, of course, the show is a little more discussion-oriented now. We'll definitely dig into some of that nitty-gritty as we go forward but to start off with i guess that i'm going to ask about patch 7.2 just came out not yet a week young legion assaults will start this coming tuesday and they already started teasing about patch 725 which will be one of those huge class reconfiguration balanced finagling ones they've got stuff about brewmaster up there they've got stuff about rogues so more and more on that on the future but for patch 7.2 what kind of major bits and bobs were tweaked for Vengeance, if if any? Monkey, what happened with uh, with Vengeance? Uh, the only actual change that we got was uh, Demonic Wards. They nerfed our base armor and increased our base uh, damage reduction. So the physical reduction and our magic reduction. So we basically what all it did was it gave us a little bit more baseline so you start out a little bit higher, 
Um, and we have the higher phys- uh, magical reduction is the main part, but physical wise, it we have a little bit more than we had prior to the the higher eye level you are, the less of a buff it was. And uh, basically, all it does is it just reduces the scaling that we have, but increases, but brings us up baseline. Mm-hmm. So that that was the only actual change that we got. Was it was it enough to be noticeable now that you all have been playing with it for a little while and probably doing some some formats and progression going on this past reset? Has it actually been a thing that's been noticeable to limit? Like what from your perspective? Like how is it? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, the obvious ones would be. Croesus, the the major offender for demon hunters with the constant magic damage. Oh, yeah. uh, it was it was definitely noticeable. I I noticed it there and specifically on botanists. The fetter damage was actually quite a bit better as well. Because hmm. when they because when I when I first saw this post and when we first brought it up and I actually when I first talked to Monkey in Discord I was like oh man the new hidden OP coming in with like vengeance gonna be the new top tier tank in Tumus Argaris. And then it wasn't really a huge buff to make it that happen. I kind of thought they should have just left the armor as it was, and then you would have actually felt a lot more stable, but that would have been too much, do you think? I think it would have been too much. I mean, back in, I think, Alpha, whenever we had 200% armor, it was really strong. Like, I want to say Guardian Druid strong. It may not be quite that good, but it was really good yeah and right. leaving it that high on top of the extra damage reduction probably would have been a bit too much mm. but monkey you had something to go with that oh no i was just kind of agreeing with what he said um yeah we had that small patch that window of uh sometime in the beginning of august right before the last minute nerfs went out where we were actually pretty strong we we, we were doing pretty good so that was, and that was before the armor nerf. And then they subsequent other nerfs, including fell devastation and all that, so. Yeah. Was there anything else that came out? Like, I have done here, like, good things, legendary nerfs, or bad things. Uh, you didn't have any legendary nerfs. Uh, you did have one uh, legendary buff. Uh, it's, it's real strong. Um this is the only thing that changed for you guys was the avoidance on your, your bracers, right? The defilers lost Vam braces. That's it. Yep. 5% uh, avoidance. G. Because you know, whenever you look at all of the legendaries and you say, you know what we really need on these? We need some avoidance. Let's go ahead and throw that in. Yeah. It's... it's on bracers, they were already okay. They're, I mean, right. they're decent dungeons like they're not bad at all and that's the one you chose to buff when shoulders exist there's been a lot of legendary tuning and that's the one that i saw in the patch notes that first came up that was like that was the only change to yours and that seems so awkwardly insignificant (laughs) that it's just because a you have to have them in the first place and then b it only has a little bit of damage reduction on aoe damage only so i'm not sure the only thing that happened that I, I sort of prefaced the 7.2.5 stuff is that there is this little tagline at the end of the Brewmaster post. I'll bring this up, but 
do you guys want to walk me through what was kind of snuck under the radar in one of these blue posts about active mitigation that's possibly changing in, in 725? I don't know who wants to walk down the rabbit hole on this one. Monkey, you want to go for it? Sure. Uh, the active mitigation thing is basically they, in the, the Brewmaster post, they came out and were like, hey, Brewmasters have stupid uptime on their active mitigation, so we're going to nerf it so that way you can't get higher than double your uh, whatever the baseline is. So for us, our baseline is six seconds. So with that, we couldn't get more than 12 seconds. Well, it, that would be fine normally, but if you take Demonic Infusion, one of our 110 talents, which gives you a buff of Demonic Spikes, then refills your charges... And also the ideal play for that is you want to blow your charges before uh, casting it. And then, so you blow your charges. So you have at minimum six seconds up. You cast that, you get another six seconds. Now you're at that 12 second cap. And now you have two charges sitting there that are not on cooldown. So over the course of a fight, you can lose like a charge or two of hmm. active mitigation because of that change. So hopefully they're, they kind of, tailor it more for like brewmasters and kind of don't touch other some other tanks that right. don't need it as much or whatever um i mean it can get for us it can get can get kind of stupid and uh um like mythic plus or if you there's some guys that they do the the tier 19 four piece and they have a bunch of haste so they they don't and they don't run they run feed the demon so they can get like incredibly high uptime on demon spikes so it will nerf them but it, it's not as big of a deal but it's just, it's more of an uh, an annoyance than anything, in my opinion. Which actually plays out better with one of our traits, with the, the parry passive. So, I mean, I get why they're doing it and who they're trying to address it towards, but there is going to be some trickle down on the rest of us, I think. They're... Perhaps unnecessarily. Yeah, because when we were setting up the notes it looked like in some way they were making this like sort of pseudo-ish pandemic tank am change because as dps we sort of know you know there's a dot refresh sort of time limit you can only go so far on a dot or like a personal buff like a flame tongue weapon for example you know it can refresh only so high to stay on yourself for so long not every buff or debuff or bleed works like that but for but for tanks that have sort of stackable active mitigation that can just add more time, add more time, add more time, add more time. There's never been a system for that. So it looks like, and like what Monkey said, hopefully they only really target like Iron Skin Brew for Monk because then it might have problems like we talked, uh, there was the, the Prot Paladin possibility that would hurt them having a lot of SOTR uptime, like stringing it together for a long period of time and stuff like that. So I wonder how that will work because it, it might affect every tank but it was just tagged at the end of the Brewmaster post. Not like a tank post, just the end of that one. So, Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they're, they handle it very delicately with how they... Because there's definitely going to be some trickle-down for the rest of us. And I don't know. I don't think it's a, a, big, a big deal for, say, a Demon Hunter to somehow have 30 seconds of... Demon Spikes on the start of the pool because they popped Demonic Infusion. I just don't see that as being some kind of big deal. But yeah. It's certainly not three minutes of Iron Skin Brew, which yeah. granted is not a common thing, but 
the fact that it's possible. Yeah, that's a strange one. It we'll have to see how that plays out. That's why these huge blue posts that are being put out, and I'm sure more and more will roll out over the course of the next few weeks because the PTR for 725, as it will probably only be mainly focused around the spec and class and fantasy, should be coming out soonish because they're definitely going to plop this out before Tuma Sargeras, which we're thinking early June. Because they can't drop that in the middle of progression. That'd be terrible. Would be terrible. But then, something else that you guys get when 7.2, of course, we all got our new artifact traits. After you've done the artifact tra unlocking quest on every single one of your weapons over and over and over again, which may or may not be incredibly annoying. Um, want to buy skip button, please, if you've done it once, at least, maybe? At least that damn scenario over and over and over again. Ugh, on every character? Anyway. But... Yeah, I've already done it three times. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So you get your new artifact traits for your Warblades. So I'll bring this up on screen. Is there like a power breakdown? When I was working on the show notes with you guys last night, didn't seem very enthusiastic about them. So I don't know. Monkey, what are... How do these how do these work out for the uh, the warblades and your new your new traits? Uh, well, I the guides are up to date, so you can get all the like the actual paths on which order to get the new ones in, and uh, including the four out of fours and all that. So uh, you can check those out for that. Uh, as far as how they play and how or like how they interact, so our three new ones are lingering ordeal, is our four out of four that. Gives you 0.5 seconds per point to uh, metamorphosis the buff, and it works for all three of them. And it's meant the target for it is really fueled by pain to buff it and uh, just you know uh, making that a better like proc. But it's very it's it's okay, and you know in the long term it can be good, but because fueled by pain is RNG it has potential to be useless because there's plenty of times that you can have a five minute fight and get two procs or one proc of fuel by pain. And it may there's not necessarily also, be when you're tanking. Yeah. Yep. And it, yeah, it can be when you're not tanking. It can be like when the boss is doing RP or whatever. Um, so, you know, sometimes you'll get only like one proc of that. So you're getting two seconds of meta over the course of a six minute fight, which is nothing. So that's kind of, uh, interesting and then we got erupting souls which is again uninteresting you don't do anything with it and i mean it's it uh for every soul you consume you do physical damage to the target and it it's not aoe it only hits the target that you hit mm, that you're okay. actually targeting so it's not it, it's attached to our aoe ability but it does single target damage don't understand <laughs> did AOE, you know, it wouldn't be that bad. But it does single target. And so you're actually better off just casting Fracture with that. So mm. it's not even... We totally ignore that. Um, so there's two of three that we pretty much ignore. And then the last one is uh, Flaming Soul. It's uh, one of our better traits overall. Um, every tick of Immolation Aura and Soul Carver buff Fiery Brand by 0.5 seconds. So with it, you can get between six, uh, an extra six to nine seconds of firebrand per minute. So it's 40% DR for an extra six to nine seconds. If you get the nine seconds, then you essentially get 
you're, you're almost getting two a minute because it has a 10 second base. So you're almost getting double the uptime. So it's not, uh, that's not bad at all. But um, again, at this, we often use fiery, fiery brand for the damage. So, and even when we're not tanking, so that extra damage reduction doesn't help a lot or or you'll, if you do use it defensively a lot, you'll um, you'll use it for like a big hit and then you'll have a tank swap. Right. So you're going to, yeah, so you're going to get hit by the, or you're going to cast it, get hit by the boss for a huge amount and then the other And even then still, pop. all you're getting out of it is the extra dot from ticking for extra duration. Like, So it's, so it's good. When it's good, it's good. But when it's, but half the time it's not going to be useful like at all so. yeah, because you have you have listed here in the like the, re, the the trait guide is you obviously grab the new golden circle which is all your paragon points that are rolled into one and then you're going for fiery demise next which obviously has a a servability component to it because obviously doing more fire damage to the target you get more healing back through charred warblades which is totally understandable but it's one of the it, it's also like you said too it's you use it a lot of time as like a dps button not all the time as a survivability am button or a dr button rather sorry so it's a weird one and it only of course will affect your fire damage so your extra damage you gain from erupting souls which is just purely physical damage is just like okay but that's always the weird thing that i see when tanks get these new perks that are very very maybe one too one-sided to dps which obviously tank damage now is much more of a thing in Legion, but it's not it's not too bad. It's not super, super train wrecky, but that's yep. fair. Yeah, I think at least at least two of the tanks have golds that are directly for DPS. Mm. So is there? We a... don't have any. Oh, oh well. <laughs> is there anything? Well, I mean, Brewmasters uh... get what double double keg smash. Guardians are getting double thrash. I mean, well, keg smash isn't a gold. Is it not, that trait is it not alone is better than... Oh, right, they get traits. the Purify thing, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the, one of their regular majors. It's the Purify oh. removes Stagger in this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any change in sort of your your Relic priority then? Because of the fact of you getting a lot of your 3 of 3s going to 4 of 4, is there a, a change in how you would deal with Relics then, or where you want to look for which ones you want to stack... To go all the way up to like seven or you know six or something like that is there something that changed with that or is there still like one hierarchy of relics that exist in uh in for vengeance then uh you want to take that sure Let me go honestly for, for the most part the uh i'm gonna say our traits are underwhelming but there's no you're gonna get it depends on what you're going for right if you're going for survival you're gonna want to get the extra healing from soul cleave maybe a little bit of extra parry which is in the end, not super valuable. But you've got... Like, we recommend going for that trait first for Fiery Demise, which it's going to be a fairly significant damage bonus. So that tends to be what we try to go for, since a lot of the defensive traits are not overall applying a whole lot of defensive benefit, even though they technically are. Does, does um, the Fiery Demise trait keep going... 10% each rank, or is there a DR on it? For... Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, okay. Yep. And yeah, if so you're getting have... traits, if you get 7 out of 7, try your brand, that's, that's a pretty big damage bonus on your burst. Like this guy. Oh, do you actually yeah. have 3? 
Yeah, I, I, all three of my relics are fire demise, so I get wow. that 70% damage bonus. It's pretty nice. Are you running... Feels bad. Are you running Fellow Devastation for the even better, like, barf burst? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to make sure that comes back into play there, of course. Um, that's... That's pretty straightforward, I suppose. And I put it here that was... And you were trying to find this before the show started. I don't know if you actually found the final post about how the... Which is... It's sneaky, because if you hover over your traits now in-game, it just has increases stamina per point. There's no extra, like, what the math is behind that now, because the math is sort of different for everybody. But then, all the traits leading up to that point of the new ones that just came in, there was a damage buff that was associated with that too, and that was buffed slightly for tanks. Did that change much? Like, how is the DPS hierarchy between tanks? Are prot warriors still doing way too much damage? Just leaving people in the dust. Like, how how is Vengeance damaged in the, like, the tanking category? Because that sometimes comes into play. Well, I mean, it ended up being... I mean, all the tanks got the same buff, so it wouldn't have changed right. your hierarchy too much. But, yeah, we're... We're not... Our Warcraft log rankings are being inflated somewhat by the... Siphoned power trait that you see there, that 15% extra agility for taking magic damage. Having a lot of magic damage on certain fights like Krosis, where you've got that's just that constant ticking dot that's just activating it every time it's up. So you end up with between 16 and 70 percent uptime and 15 percent agility, which inflates your damage by more than a little bit. Sure. Um, which I don't know. It makes it very hard to balance your baseline damage whenever you've got a trait that can impact your overall damage that much. So you'll see us be quite high on things like Krosis, uh, any other fight that has a significant amount of magic damage. But whenever you drop back down to fights that are only partially magic damage, the damage falls off quite a bit, and we're back down towards the bottom. Hmm. Yeah. So kind of what he's saying is Krosis, we get... Krosis is our ideal fight because we get to abuse the empower rewards for the siphon power for the agility so you get 15 percent more agility and we can have a high uptime on that like 70 to 80 percent uh, if you use it properly um and then on top of that we get stupid amounts of pain so you can fracture you and which is ironic because the best survivability on that fight is the same as the best dps on that fight which is you fracture spam and then you just run side to side like i i call it just playing pac-man because you're literally just fracturing the boss and you're just running side to side and picking up the souls. And so like that's the best survivability and the best DPS for that fight. But it's, uh, like you said, that's kind of inflating our numbers a little bit. Overall, we're on the average level to the higher level, we're one of the bottom two tanks damage-wise. At the very top level, we can kind of compete, but only a couple people have been able to compete at that level and and even then you know that obviously at the the very top that's strat dependent and fight dependent and whatnot um but i mean it's still paladins druids and warriors on top and then and then monks and then us and then dks there's a so. lot of strength in the vengeance kit for for like aoe right and there's always like this there's this weird like back and forth that exists because would you both sort of argue or agree that Vengeance definitely fits into Mythic Plus a little more, like, well, 
than the other tanks, though, that like do more damage because of obviously you're you're pulling tons more trash. You've got tons of AOE stuff. The more damage you deal to all of those, the more you heal yourself. Whereas like on boss fights at Mythic, like you only have like a boss, maybe some adds, you know, intermittently doing stuff to you, which is why there's that hierarchy where Brewmaster and Guardian right now are so strong. But like, how does the the Mythic Plus side of the game? Because it's still obviously a very prevalent part of the game work into play like does vengeance fit more there because i've done some stuff with blood for sure BKs and vengeance a lot more and i feel like that's that's their place yeah having that aoe burst i mean that's the one thing about vengeance damage is it's very it's very front loaded you get that that big opener you got fire brand you've got your emulation aura you got your sigils you're just you front load a lot of it i mean take that and compare that to like having to get your thrash decks up and i mean that's when you jump into a pack, within a few seconds, you've done all of your burst damage. So you get that huge couple million spike and that initial front-loaded into AoE, which is great whenever you've got people who can follow up. You've got your Fire Mages who can just blast the crap out of everything. You've got your Frost DKs you can just finish them off. I mean, a lot of times in those kind of situations, especially for the lower-level keys, it really helps out to be able to just have that massive front-loaded burst, also skittish being a thing. Right. I mean, we've got plus utility. Sigil of Silence is just fantastic for Mythic Plus. Sigil of Chains, the only other really way to position yep. mobs, too. Definitely. That's definitely a way to do it. Even though there's the new, if you have, uh, I think, only can only Restoration do the poor man Sigil of Chains with uh, Ursula's Vortex and Typhoon, I believe. Cause I don't is it think, Resto only? It might be Resto only. This might be Resto only. I don't think Balance does the same thing. So, because outside of that, that's really strong. I do a lot of Mythic Plus as Elemental for Earthquake spam. And I've done some stuff with uh, Blood DKs with Take Trouble Before Me. And you can just CC the crap out of some stuff with uh, the combinations there, too. So, whereas other tanks really don't, you know, Prop Paladin has okay AoE damage. They can silence and interrupt a lot, but they don't have the same sort of feel that other tanks do. Which I guess is fine if you have a back and forth, if certain tanks have like a, a teeter totter, but. It's interesting how that has developed over time, but the new kid on the block that you guys are with Vengeance, the tank edition, as I said at the beginning of the show, how is some general, some general feeling that you guys have, have felt with Vengeance so far? Because there's always this, you know, when DKs were added, they were so good, and they changed expansion to expansion to expansion, even up to now, and then Monk... In a similar fashion, they obviously came out and they changed a lot last expansion, but didn't get a ton going on this one. But how is Demon Hunter and specifically, of course, Vengeance feel in in Legion so far? Is it did Blizzard do a good job of making the Vengeance Demon Hunter uh, as a new tank for Legion? Monkey, what do you what do you think? Um, I I agree with a lot of the community of they. They were trying to not make us OP like DK were, but they also tried to make us a lot like DK in that I don't... Like, the just the play style of us and the way that, uh, that it goes about it, we're kind of meant to be the more healing style tank, kind of like how uh, a DK are. So... We're we're fine. We're good in, in Mythic Plus. That's definitely is our niche because we have the CC, we have the CC and the utility, like Dilimit was saying, and uh, 
we actually have soloing wise we're the best class for that right now we actually beat dk in my opinion um but uh it, we have the ability There's to some especially yeah they're going no no right uh, my yeah. class forever yeah um yeah if we if we take like soul rending and stuff you know we can we can keep our own there's there's plenty of videos of guys that are that were doing like you know um 19 tyrannical bosses soloing i uh, i've soloed a few tyrannical bosses uh Myoni, he did a uh, was it thirteen Vault of the Wardens? Yeah, and uh, completed it not in time, but took him two hours. But still, he completed it, and you know, and he soloed you know Mythic Archimon and all that a while ago, and you know, it's so we have the potential, um, and we've definitely gotten a lot of buffs since the beginning because the beginning of the X Pack once we got our mastery nerf, it was very feels bad man. And just it hurt a lot, um, but uh, it, we're we're a lot of fun. A lot of people stick with the class, and and honestly, you know, we we kind of go with the mentality of, you know, we we know that vengeance isn't as good as the other tanks. We will tell you that in Discord. We don't care because we will just go in and uh, you know we play the class because we have fun. Like anybody who's playing the class right now is not playing it for the competitive side. They're playing it because they enjoy it. And I've spoken with many other tanks and in much better guilds saying you know that they want to play demon hunter but they just they can't because they need to play the competitive tank and demon hunters aren't good enough but um i think that uh you know they'll they're starting to catch on to things that we've been talking about since alpha so they're finally starting to catch on to things so i'm expecting good changes in 725 mm -hmm. uh, so i i'm looking forward to that i'm very being optimistic about it, I think we'll do fine uh, once that comes around. And we're got... doing much better now. We actually just got a... Uh, uh, I know uh, Amin is in uh, chat right now. He was the world first demon hunter to kill Gul'dan uh, oh. like a week ago or so. And uh, I know a few others. Uh, Lovara, he's in here. Um, we've gotten... So I think there's three demon hunters that have killed uh, Gul'dan now. So finally, yeah, we're finally a real tank now. So... For you guys. Don't ask Don't ask them what their co-tanks were. Yeah. Uh, yeah let me take. Let me, me take a, a guess. It's it's more so yeah, <sighs> but it's more so the fact of you know guilds cleared with a demon hunter and you know, it just saying you know we're viable like a lot of people and, and but I I feel like people get too obsessed about the whole ranking system. And I've been saying it since Alpha, and I know Tank Chat has it up in their ranking thing of, honestly, if you have to ask about the rankings, it doesn't matter to you, which is 99% of the player base. Yeah. It's literally the 1% that any of that actually matters for. So play what you want, enjoy it. You know, you, we can compete. If you look at the parses, like I said, you know, you might not see us in the top 10 on every fight, but usually like top 20, top 30, um, we're definitely there. And we have been there all X-Pac. But so, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see. I mean, Dilimit, how about you? We're all three of us are really close together in our current proximity, and um, with with Mythic Nighthole as is right now, which hopefully there's a bit of a better uh, transition to Tumus Argaris because we've all sort of had that artifact reset. We're not worrying about the Paragon trait. Concordance the Legion Fall is nowhere near as important technically. I don't think there'll be any fights in the future that are balanced around having like 30 points in that thing because it's just stupid. 
So hopefully we have a little more of a level playing field going into Tomb that we'll be able to actually a little more play what we want and can, and obviously that we've kind of matured over the course of the expansion so far. But I mean, what is your, what's your take on your Vengeance side of things to limit from what you've been working on and how you, how Tomb has gone? I mean, I'm, I basically agree with Monkey there. I, I play the class because I enjoy it, not because it's super effective at it, what it's trying to do. I mean, would I be better for my raid if I were playing a different tank? Of course. Am I so far ahead in, in the curve of progression that I need to worry about it? Not so much. Um, Blitzer's never going to let... Let's, they're never going to let a class be unviable. Right. Sure. They're gonna they're always gonna make sure you, you're able to compete the, complete the content. You may not be great at it and it may suck for your raid, but you're gonna be able to do it. Um so like me, we're seven out of ten. It's really not that you know, we're not cutting edge or anything. So I'll ride the buff waves, is basically what I'll do. <laughs> yeah. Way to go but up. There won't there's only there's only one way to go, so if you're already at the bottom, they can't really nerf you down, so... That's true. That's that's sort of where I am right now with uh, Enhancement. People always ask me, from a DPS side of things, though, which you cannot... It's a shame, because they started out yeah. so well. It was just because... RNG well, they, they were variants. promising, I guess. Yeah. It was that there is a... There's a very un... Like, I, the, I guess the way I would put this is that there's a very... You can't argue this point. It's incredibly locked in that the overall DPS balance is really, really close together right now in Legion. Granted, there are some outlying issues, especially with Affliction right now, which just got, like, ridiculous because of a, a, a bug, quote-unquote, happening in, in 7.2, but from... Bugs in 7.2? Oh, gosh. If you... Mm. Travesties. Mm -mm. Travesties. So much, but I guess talking about bugs is where I was trying to lead this conversation over, is that are there any major bugs and tomfoolery happening with Vengeance right now that you hope are what's their targeted, their fixes, their their improvements upon for 7.2.5 that are having or causing issue with the spec? I know, Monkey, you said you were putting together something in this regard. Um, honestly, there's not really anything that's like spec breaking or anything like that. There, there's a lot of minor bugs. Some of them they've started to work on slowly. Um, some of them have been in for a while, but, uh, there's nothing game-breaking, nothing spec-breaking or anything like that. They've fixed all that. Um, right now, our new bug, I don't know if it's been fixed yet or not, but, uh, there was, uh, Burning Alive our, spread our fiery brand to things you weren't even in combat with. You just, if you cast, if you targeted something, then it was, like, 40 yards away. It was like, yo, fiery brand, just cause. <laughs> okay, so, that that's which is part so, of the <laughs> part of the fix, right? To to make it because before, if you you popped your fire brand and your demise on because it spread from your initial target, so if that target died, your brand just died with it. You never got the spread, mm. and so in the attempt to try to fix that, I don't know what mechanic they put behind that to try to make it so it spread, but ended up actually making it quite annoying because it would just randomly spread to targets. You're out world questing and you just pull random things you're trying to mount up just because your brand spread 40 yards away. There well, is... Yeah. No, there, there is something in the game that they've done with that sort of architecture which may have what led to breaking a lot of projectile damaging abilities like Sparkle Storm or Frozen Orb or whatever. 
because our prot paladin main tank saw the same thing happening with his Avengers shield. Where before it would only have a certain like trajectory which would bounce. Like if there were three targets in front of you, hit the middle target, it would only bounce to the right or the left target and never go everywhere else. But now those sort of targeted bounce spread abilities, which again are kind of like fiery brand, they will pick and go to everything within the range it's allowed to. Avengers Shield now, if you have the double, the extra bounce pants, it will go to everything pinball style. So, which it didn't do before. So they've done something for sure with that sort of that that coding in the game for those abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they just tweak it down a little bit. <laughs> so it doesn't spread bit. forty yards away. Yeah, I, I think our, our throw glaive is also broken like that. Some people were saying that they they've been having issues with it, uh, it flying like it'll ricochet off a target and do like the Avenger Shield, where it'll just be like hit a target out in BFE just for no mm. reason. Yeah, yeah, but it's linked to the. Yeah, I remember this week doing uh, Tychondrius and taking the six bloods to the back to kill him and having fire brand on them, and then jumping back to Tychondrius from the back of the room, and he had fire brand on him. From like it spread across the room, and I was like, <laughs> "It's not a bad thing, doesn't, but doesn't okay. seem right." Yeah. So nothing crazy that is other than that, right? No, no other crazy bugs that need to be brought to light that need to be uh, sort of pinpointed going into seven point two point five. So if there's no bugs, then what is your your flip side? What's your suggestion point? Like, where are the things that need to be tweaked up a bit for vengeance? Like, what what's your your wish list? For for the upcoming class balancing patch, probably one of my number one pet peeves since the very beginning was with defensive spikes. It's our trait that gives us ten percent parry for the first three seconds after activating demon spikes. Um, it doesn't work if you already have demon spikes up and refresh. Oh, that's right. So you have to let your active mitigation fall off, recast it to get that ten percent parry back. So if you're one of those players, uh, like Monkey was talking about earlier, where you're stacking massive amounts of haste and trying to get that 100% uptime, that trait basically does nothing for you. So like you, ideally, you're letting it fall off, reactivating, falling off, reactivating, so you're getting that 10% parry every time. But we don't know hey. if it's intentional. I mean, I'm assuming it's intentional at this point. We've bug reported it back in, I mean, since forever ago. So they haven't changed it. So I'm assuming that's how it's supposed to be, but... It would be nice if that were not a thing, that a trait just basically becomes irrelevant if you play differently. Hmm. I mean, you just get major domos with a mastery food, and then you just pop it, and then you have 100% uptime on your demon spikes with that extra 10k mastery. I, I cannot wait. I will not even be surprised. Not that I can't wait like I want it to happen, but it's going to happen. That that trinket, because of Mythic Plus Karazade, is going to get nerfed to the ground because not only is it a fantastic tank trinket, but it is so good for at least Havoc for DPS, where it's just way too strong. <laughs> way too strong. Oh, yeah. That trinket is, is not, not much longer for this world, I can imagine. At least in its current iteration. So, <laughs> Kim it's interesting says, to don't see how the uh, yeah. dungeon trinkets are going to be scaling up with... Well, not only are they scaling, but this is a little tidbit for chat if you don't know. The relinquished gear tokens from the Broken Shore, the ones you farm 5,000 other shards for, 
which they just buffed, and it feels really good now. The Sentinex farming is pretty good. If you do like three or four Sentinexes in an hour, you can definitely, you can almost buy a trinket an hour, if not more, if you get lucky with nether chunks and shards and whatever, but... So those trinkets, right, the relinquished gear token trinkets, if you don't know what they drop, and you've been like, eh... So they drop world boss and dungeon trinkets at base level 880. So... Yeah. Just Come go... on Titanforged. Come on Titanforged. Oh, well, yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, you start at 880, and you get any sort of buffs to that. Like, I've seen the Reddit thread where, like, 915 Arcano Crystals exist now. I've seen 900 Dinner Bells coming out. And it's just from Nether Shard farming. No Mythic Plus involved at all. So, get on it while the getting's I good. I need my Welfare Epics. Well, you get Welfare Epics from your... your um, Legion Fall recompense. I got the uh, Kill Jane's burning butt last night. So, that's yeah, we actually had a guy in raid who hadn't opened his, his little box yet, oh. and we were clearing trash. And he opened his box while we were clearing trash, and the epic no or the uh, legendary notification popped up, and people were like, "Did that just did that just come from trash? What's, <laughs> what's going on?" And he was like, "Oh, I just got it from a box randomly." Yep. Yep. So the Legion recompense can give legendaries. So do that. And the relinquished gear tokens, the trinkets, are really lucrative to just, like, grind those out to add infinitum. Because getting, like, 900-plus trinkets right now would be, oof, really good. Yeah, all those 900-plus tank trinkets, ah, oh, so good. I mean, come on now. Come on now. You can get... Oh, baby, a 925 halved? Yes! Well... Go very well with my 920 animated exoskeleton. You get like a you get a 925 uh, versatility trinket that's really strong for tanks. Like one of the only good ones from dungeons. I mean, there's that one. Or again, an Arcano Crystal, because that trinket sure. still exists. I mean, go for it. That was more of a that was more of a stab at the fact that our raid trinkets are crap. No, it the tank is. trinkets. There's yeah, the tank trinkets are pretty bad. Yep, they're obsessed with this absorb meta. And my my personal favorite trinket right now is the Infernal Contract because they're like, hey, we like Absorbs. We want to give them Absorbs. So then they're like, you know what? Let's step it up to the next level because Absorbs is too boring. So we're <laughs> going to make the Absorb bigger and then give them a drawback for using that Absorb. Well, the Infernal Contract... I, mean, I get it, but... The Infernal Contract... Overall, it's a net gain, some... but sure. it's, it's just the fact of you get this massive shield and then you take more damage. Is more so, like, it, it's, it's a total meme, honestly. It works. Did I main stat for, on it, or I don't know if I had better stats, maybe. It, oh, I, I mean, have an A80 version though in my bag somewhere. Yeah, it's good for stacking multiplicatives to get to like ninety percent plus damage resistance when you are doing some crap mechanic or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you got the obvious tank swaps and right. situations where it would be useful, but that's not. Yep. Thinking back to HFC, you had your your armor trinket that also had a, a proc that. You just basically put on and never took off, which was, I don't know, at least me, I enjoyed that. Like, having a trinket that I could put on and be like, okay, I'm done with that trinket. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah. But don't so many of the Nighthold trinkets seem to be situational. So it's like, oh, which fight do I need to put this trinket on for? How can, I, of, how can I use this? A lot of trinkets and or legendaries fall into the same category. They're kind of just like a new talent that you just swap in and out for certain fights anyway, though. That's kind of what they're going with this sort of like, micro-gear talent system they have right now. You know, this fight, I need to have these on. This fight, I could have these on. Like, it does... It definitely wiggles around that that space, but... 
don't get too far ahead. We'll go into the that. I just want to make sure I put that into the show because that just came to light. Like I just got killed Jaden's Burning Wish last night from a recompense. And then I've seen people getting ridiculous trinkets from the relinquished gear token. So dive in because while well, the getting's good. The question up in chat, like, is disco ship farming fun? And you know, five man, you're just kind of like palling around, AOE and down a ton of mobs. It can be, it can be okay for a short period of time. Don't do it all the time. But, but no, I there. did it by myself the other day. Just, I was doing a world quest and the ship just happened to be there. And I was like, oh, well, I'm here. May as well farm this for a little bit. Right. For about half an hour, I was by myself and I was like, this is not fun at all. If nah. I were in a group and I was just hanging around, chatting, whatever, yeah. while I was doing it, I'd be okay. There, there hasn't been a lot of places in World of Warcraft's history where they've actually encouraged just like the old school style MMO mob grind, which is very prevalent in other MMOs. Like Black Desert Online comes to mind right off the bat, obviously. Or, you know, you can go all the way back to EverQuest. Any Eastern, any Eastern MMO yeah. ever. Yeah. So now there is a legit you farm to get rewards sort of side quest area you can do in, in WoW now, which is to some interesting, but... Lower but, gook farming for the old EverQuest people. Yeah, like what we, Groups posting up at random corridors and that was their farm spot for the day. Yep. But that's it for the first section, unless you guys have anything else you wanted to uh, to bring up. Were you all set to, to move forward? We good? Good. Good. Alright, well I'm gonna blab about some things real quickly if you have not heard about it as your first time joining the show. Hello. The show, of course, can be found in a cut, sort of edited form with bookmarks on my YouTube channel. Link is down below the stream. So if you have missed any of the past shows, you can check those out as well. Go down to the YouTube link down below. They are sort of separated into years. My seasons are years. So you can just go to the Final Boss 2017, you can go down even farther, you can go to the 2016 shows, you can go even farther to the 2015 shows, they just go going back and back and back and back. So if you want to check out any of the past shows, you can do so. There's 2014, 2013. I've been doing this for a little while, going on four years. There's lots of extra shows you can check out if you just want to see how the show is, has, has gone. Go check out some of the old dev interviews and see how their mentalities have changed. Go check out the special interviews we've had. You can go check out all those on the YouTube page down below. So hit that button right there. For those of you that are on YouTube, it's sort of like a new thing that YouTube does. Uh, the notification squad, as it's being called, the bell by the subscribe button is now really important. So YouTube has changed their algorithm and is like unsubscribing people. So make sure you're still subscribed to the channels you want to be subscribed to. So you can actually see the videos that they're making because it's unsubscribing people in the droves. So check that out, and if you want to lock in to make sure when the show goes live or whatever other side content is coming out, hit that bell. is really, really important. Again, as well, thank you. A big shout-out to all those that are supporting the show on Patreon. There are additional podcasts that are only on Patreon. Therefore, the epic tier or higher. These are going to be the BTS sort of unscripted... Just seat of our pants kind of talking discussions, setting up with the show, the meet and greets. They're all right there in MP3 format as well. You can get the show notes and sort of follow along. But they, they keep going back and back and back. All of these behind the scenes shows are listed there. If you would like more podcasts, then you can go check those out on my Patreon page. Link, of course, down below. But if that's not your style and you want something physical, 
for supporting the show and keeping it going. You can go check out the official apparel store for Final Boss TV. Got t-shirts, tank top, baseball tees, hoodies, different styles of all of those things, sweatshirts. More stuff is on the works as well. You can go check out the little Final Bosses by Fabelina. These two have been really, really popular for a very long time. You got the commemorative sort of you know, thumbs up nods to methods for their two world firsts or their or exorcists for their new two world firsts. The new shirt they just came out, the world first Gul'dan, is sort of its own beast. Very different style, which is just like an Illidan skull with the Gul'dan exploding skull in front of it, the demon within. Not really tied to the Voss directly, at least in the old school thematic sense with the little chibi characters we have there. But you can go check those out if you'd like. There are always big, crazy sales going on at DBH. I post them in our Discord as well, if you'd like. And then, of course, the It's So De Facto resource for everything Final Boss TV. All the different Discord links are posted here. This is the channel guide. It has different resources in the sidebars, all of the relevant information for, for myself, ways to support the channel, schedule coming up. I have my little launch guide for Patch 7.2. We have Kib's Artifact Power Guide right here. We've got the Mythic Plus... Uh, website that you can check out all the affixes and all the good stuff down there and the bottom has all of the different tabs for the past shows and BlizzCon specials and all my beta testing if you prefer looking at it that way so go check that out if you'd like big resource people always ask me where I get my music or my art all the artists and music that I have on the stream is listed on the sidebar here as well too so thank you all for checking that out using the resources there if you would prefer to do so and make sure you of course join the different discord servers of your your class and or spec because the best place to find a lot of information is in the pins or the relative FAQ sections or there's a lot of bot commands in there. It's definitely the place to go to find out and keep up to date with all the patch cycle updates and etc. But that's enough out of me. Ready for the gearing breakdown section of the show, gentlemen? Are we all set? I'm good. For sure. Perfect. So first up to preface this section... Let's talk about stats. So, not as a huge part in the game anymore. Not a whole lot of wiggler room. Not no reforging. No, you know, all the other nonsense. Thank you, Multi-Strike, for being gone forever. But what do Vengeance... Bring reforging back. Bring uh, it back. Uh, maybe. Um... So what do Vengeance tanks want to prioritize in secondary stats? So is it just, like, stack versatility to the high heavens? Or, you know, as, as mastery shaped up to be any better because of set bonuses or whatever. So, Monkey, what have you guys found out from that sort of mathy stats side for Vengeance? Uh, that our stats defensively aren't amazing. Um, we generally go for first, and there's not really any minimums, maximums, anything like that. There's people that like to have a, uh, a haste cap that they that they have their personal preference, which is more for a gameplay and a feel kind of thing. Hmm. But um, our active mitigation of time isn't as big of a deal in Nighthold because it's so heavily magic damage, which is why Verse is so good. Um, so it kind of shifted because Nighthold is so heavily magic damage and our active mitigation is physical. So it kind of, it's not as uh because because it, it's not a traditional raid, so our stats aren't going to be more traditional. So versatility, and then uh, after that, we generally go for like mastery, and then haste, and then crit. Uh, there's some guys that will go uh, all into haste, and they perform about as well, and they uh, they can still put out damage, they can still put out 
uh, different stuff, you know, put out the survivability and whatnot. But um, yeah, so the survival, the um, the stats that are in the guides, uh, so like verse, mastery, haste, crit for survivability, for damage, all of the stats are pretty close together. Generally, crit uh, goes a little bit ahead, and then verse and mastery, and then finally haste. Uh, dungeons is where mastery really shines because we have so much higher uh, active mitigation uptime. So and because it's more about the, the mobs hitting you, so you're going to get more damage reduction out of that. So mastery is very good for dungeons, and then it kind of follows the same path after that. But for the most part, you really want verse is the primary one, and mastery is your second is the main one after that that you want to go for. Okay. That was going into the expansion when they removed multi-strike and sort of simplified and smooshed together stats. I know there was a lot of, and there still is to this day, where people are like, ew, versatility, blah. But for the specs that actually get to utilize it in sort of its overall fashion to take less damage, to deal more healing, and to deal more damage, which can also lead to more healing, Vengeance definitely takes a huge leap into that direction. Like, Blood definitely gets in there. Guardian Druid definitely gets in there. But not every tank really utilizes it the same. But Vengeance definitely, definitely does. How does that as I glossed over it, how does that circle of charred warblades, damage to healing, healing done, all that swirl around in there? They're like, what, what benefits what? Does it all benefit everything? There's no like weird double dipping involved in there, is there? Or triple dipping? How does that work? Our le the leech and charred warblades don't double dip, so it's okay. just, uh, it, it buffs it by doing more damage. So more damage means more leech. So that's about the yeah, because chart is its own its own line. It's it's completely separate from leech. Same with spirit bomb. That's actually its own separate leech effect. It's not actually leech, but it acts like leech, but it isn't leech. Isn't leech, but is leech. Yeah. Right. So if you actually looks have... like a dog, but it's a chicken. Okay. But if you have, so I guess that brings up the fact of is. Because I came up for Discipline Priest last week, which was awkward because of the weird atonement bounce with how Leech works with their healing. But then, does Leech become a super extra beneficial stat for Vengeance, where as a tertiary, would you hold pieces of gear with Leech on them over time? Or would eye level still sort of trump that, 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 that extra stat? Like, is there any, like, middle ground with that as a stat to get more self-healing, or...? The thing with leeches is, is you mm. have to do damage. Mm -hmm. Leech to be good. And, yeah. So, it's it's not bad. To, it's definitely not bad to have in of the tertiary. It's uh, one of the best, if not the best. But uh, it's not something you're going to drop like 10 eye level for. But it can, it can mean a difference between two pieces of gear of similar eye level. Okay. But it's not something you're going to be like, oh, I this gives me... 4% leech. I need that means it's going to be, you know, better than this one that's, you know, 15 eye levels higher. So it's not it's not you don't go out of your way. Yeah, you're you're more if you got it, it's more of a bonus. It's more of a you balance that against like your secondary breakdown. Like which secondaries does this does this have leech on it and does it have secondaries I want versus some mediocre secondaries and I can go ahead and sacrifice a little bit for some leech. Okay. And actually, Leech and Charred Warblades and all that is a very tiny amount of our healing. Sure. Most of our healing comes from either Soul Cleave, 
or soul barrier usually and then sometimes consumed soul can creep up there especially on fights like Croesus because you're spamming fracture so much but it's generally soul cleave and soul barrier the leech in the chart is is usually like 30% to 50% over healing anyway mm, okay so especially cuz a lot of our fire damage is in the fiery demise window which when when you're in the fiery demise window you have 40% damage reduction on the boss so you're not you're already not taking that much damage and then you're you know you're adding you're doing more damage you're getting the heal back but a lot of it's overhealing and a lot of that too is like on the pull or like we said it's when you're you're not tanking the boss so you know you're going to get that massive charred war blades healing or well massive healing from that burst but it's either when you're you already have the damage reduction so you don't need the healing or you're not even tanking so you don't need the healing so it's not as good a lot of people think that we're all about the leech but honestly blood decay is way more about the leech than we are okay that's fair well they just got the fancy new group bonus for it so yeah they do they give you that they have one of those a few of the specs out there that give like the new I'm a little jealous not a bloody case but if getting a, a, a neat or a neat trait like that yeah so outside of stats then we're still sitting in the realm of tier 19 currently so your tier 19 your vestment of second sight your two pieces that your soul cleave refunds five pain and your soul cleave uh -oh. reduces the remaining cooldown of demon spikes by three seconds uh, based on pain spent. So, in the tradition of Tier 19 sets, they really focus on, like, uh, ability for basically everything in the game right now. How has the Tier 19 set worked out? Because I think you sort of glossed over that you might not actually run the four-piece all the time. Is that... How does that work out, Monkey? What have you guys figured out with Tier 19? It's... Uh, the two piece is uh, it's a meme. It oh no, you, it's pretty bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> uh, and um, you, like you don't even go for it at all. The four piece. Okay, so a lot of people think I actually don't like it, and I'm against the four piece. But um, the it's really good in Mythic Plus, and it's good. As a, as a piece, it's actually really good. I actually really like it, and I was I was more so for it before Nighthold, um, but because Nighthold is so much magic damage and the act and the, it buffs our active mitigation, which is physical, so it's not as good and it's not as needed in uh, in the raid. And it's good to have. Like I still recommend people get it because you're still going to soul cleave. For the most part, unless you're going full DPS, Zelio, Skamaz build, <laughs> you're gonna, you're you know, you're gonna soul cleave, and so you're still gonna get benefit out of it. Like an average person can do like between ten and sixteen soul cleaves on a fight, um, and that's somebody who's going more for the fracture damage, and you know that's still, you know, like thirty seconds of reduce, um, CD on it, which that's that's still like that that's uh, two extra demon spikes per fight so you know it's it's still good to have um in like i said in mythic plus where you're soul cleaving a lot more because it's aoe and all that it's really good and you can easily have a, a ridiculous uptime on it mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it's Same just kind of night hall bosses as well right like you've got ticondrius where you're 
cleaving the crap out of bloods to stay alive. That's a that's a fight where you need that extra uptime from your demon spike. So like you really want the four beasts there, but saying something like Croesus where extra demon spikes isn't really gaining you much of anything at all. Four pieces kind of moot. Like it's the point. It's more of a it's a good bonus, but not the right raid for it. Kind of scenario. Right. Ah, like that's okay. that, that's what it is. If we had the set bonus back have, in Emerald Nightmare or TOV. Yes. Yeah, in Emerald Nightmare, if we had this in Emerald Nightmare, we would have been far better that's off than we were. We would have because back then we weren't taking fracture except for like pure damage and um we we were soul cleaving all the time. It would have fixed so many issues with the with the class. It would have fixed it would have uh, you know in, uh, made it a lot better for us as a whole especially coming into the into the uh, expansion as the new tank because right now you know we have the stigma of demon hunter sucks and it's terrible don't pug a demon hunter etc so this is uh it would have been good to have back then but um we'll see how it goes in tumas argaris hopefully they don't nerf it and we can still use it there and actually get some more use out of it hmm so the flip side of that coming out in the the next raid you've got the tier 20 demon bane armor on the horizon so obviously pending these are not locked in they could change before we get tomb but as it currently looks like your two pieces enemies burning from sigil of flame will deal five percent reduced damage to you and then your four pieces after creating a sigil of flame again really honing in on that one ability kind of deal you'll gain two thousand versatility for eight seconds so right off the bat, I think of the, the Sigil Legendary that might come into fruition here because you can sort of gain it's got that system. It's got avoidance. Oh, gosh. But <laughs> how is how is the Tier 20 shift looking like overall as a set delimit? And is that going to be a more... It looks like a more well-rounded bonuses and probably work mm. out a little better. The two-piece is excellent. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the two-piece. The four-piece, not so much. I mean, oh. 2,000 versatility is really not... The grand scope of things is really not a lot of extra damage or damage reduction. Uh, if you insist on having versatility, it should probably be a little higher than 2,000. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's going to... I haven't played with it, so I don't, I don't want to judge it too harshly yet, but I'm a big fan of the two-piece. The four-piece, I think they could do a little better. There's because what's 2000 versatility, it's what 475 for one percent, one percent, point five. Yeah, so, so it's, I mean, it's four percent and two percent, right? It's not, it's not incredible, but it's, I guess, it's free and it would happen to, right? It, yeah, hmm. It's not, it's not bad, but it's not, I really want to have that four piece good, okay. which I guess is okay, right? Like, you've got, I kind of get it, you, you've got a, you can't have that amazing WTF set bonus in your first or second set, right? There's a whole other tier to go. And it's really hard to keep one-upping yourself on these tier bonuses if you make them so great that nobody wants to move on from them. So I kind of... Yeah. Yeah, so we were kind of talking about this last night, and uh, I was comparing it to... It feels like a uh, uh, a PvP uh, tier set. So, like, if you played PvP at Link Wad and stuff at all, uh, or anything prior, like, the just giving you like some kind of one of your abilities gives you damage reduction or survivability or something for your two piece. And then your four piece is like, gives you X amount, like a low amount of X stat. Like it's just, it's 
It's one of those things that, uh, like he said, the two piece is good, and actually right now we're looking to be like uh, run four piece of tier nineteen and two piece of tier twenty is kind of looking like the ideal right now, but um, assuming that they nerf the tier nineteen and we can't use it anymore, the four piece you're still gonna go for it. You're still gonna get it, but it's not something you're gonna be like. It's not. It's not like gonna feel good to have. It's just something that you're gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna take it because it's it's free. Two thousand versatility. Like I'm not gonna say no to free stats. You know, right? It's not exciting, but it's not something you're gonna skip. On the flip side, I'm showing it off on stream right now on the 3D model viewer. Outside of your weird, crazy uh, Axe Man from Mega Man helmet, it looks. Really nice, though. I mean, you can't. The helmet. I don't get the helmet at all. Yeah. I was actually looking at that last night. I was like, "Why do I have a blade on my forehead? What? Are, what again? Headbutt people? What is this?" Yeah, I, I look wear... like a Rocketeer bringing back the '90s. Rocketeer the... with this little fin blade helm. That's the the mythic version of the helmet is pretty awkward. The regular versions are much better, I feel, because they don't have the crazy blade on the helm. So we're the mythic set, but we're like the the normal or heroic helmet for sure. But, yeah, that the helmet looks a lot better, but I like I do like the mythic set. I like the shoulders and the gloves and the the fact that the gloves uh change your hands up. What I think that's pretty cool. The gloves and the uh the legs, I want to say. The legs give you crazy toenails and the gloves give you crazy fingernails, yeah. yeah. It's going to blend in really well with our new with our new hidden skin. I don't know if you call it hidden, I guess, but yeah, the the challenge skin, challenge the Umberwing. This uh, skin, actually one you have up right now, the uh the blue the blue and gray one matches very well with our umber wing. That's pretty yeah, nice. That will be really good. But you can check out all the tier 20 sets on MMO Champions post. You just have to go, you navigate to the, the front page, click on tier 20. It'll be over here on the sidebar. And then you can look at all the model sets. You can check all of them out in, in 3D as well. So I'm just bringing these up on the, on the screen here. The, the best part I love about the sets is they've, they've really worked on the, the verticalities of the sets, they're not just like flat textures anymore, like the hip guards or like the glove improvements and stuff. They're really, really nice. The painted on chest. Uh, yeah, well, that's how they used to be. Well, your chest is yeah. kind of painted on this one, but it's just like leather wrappings because you're mostly naked. You, we are demon hunters, you. So, but it's definitely looking really impressive and it will look really good with the, the challenge skin we'll get from the Mage Tower. Speaking of which, Mage Tower. Soon. Soon. Mage Tower soon. Get it get in there. Mage Tower. But we'll have to see how those those pan out. In the same sense for gear, uh, if you want to like sort of run me through the whole legendaries and trinket tier list here, I can bring up a whole bunch of them, of course, on the Icy Veins guide. But is there anything that stands out in the legendary world and how your legendaries have been working out for for Vengeance Monkey, if you wanna walk me through this this list of things, if there's anything really important to note about them. What you um, well, actually, uh, ironically, I uh, have been working on the Legendaries a lot this week, and I actually was up at 9 a.m. this morning, and I spent four hours working on the Legendaries, updating the guides and whatnot. But, um, uh, so I added, like, new trinket ranking or uh, rankings for all the Legendaries for both damage and healing on single target AoE and, like, raid and survival and all that. Um, or Mythic Plus, but uh, honestly, um, best legendaries are like Pride as Archimonde's Hatred, um, uh, the Cloak for the magic uh, the magic reduction. Those are 
are widely considered our three best because pride as is you know it's good stats it's got stats on it and it gives you the shield archimons is our best damage uh single target damage uh legendary and it gives you a good shield and then the cloak is is magic reduction uh whenever you cast simulation R. so it's a free 15 percent magic reduction which is uh, one of our biggest weaknesses is kind of like the burst reduction and uh and uh, some some sustain reduction so those are the three that you really want to go for uh, most of our legendaries are utility based so they're more for mythic plus so like our bracers and the uh, boots and all that like they don't get hardly any use in raid and but in mythic plus they'll get a lot more because like their bracers reduces the uh, sigil cooldown and so you can like cast sigil of silence every like 20 seconds or so um like it's that's really good. The boots work r- kind of well with the with the gloves, you know, giving you more fire brand up time. So they're they're a lot of utility based. Um, uh, ironically, two of the our biggest best... standout the biggest standout being the shoulders. Mm. Yes, this yes the shoulders the meme masters shoulders was uh those were pretty bad. But um, it's for shoulders they get kicked every day. Yeah. Well, what I what I brought up too in the beginning of this when I was talking about tier twenty is the bracers you have here, and just to confirm how this works, because what it says is that Soul Cleave will reduce the remaining cooldown of a random sigil by eight seconds. But is it true? Only that sigils only, that are it, on cooldown, right? That are on cooldown. So if you only use your fl- your sigil of flame, and then you like dunk some Soul Cleaves, you can immediately just sigil of flame again and again and yep. again and again. Which that's why I was wondering if that's going to look nice with the tier twenty. Probably only work really well in Mythic Plus. I don't know if it'll be a raiding thing because you want to probably use other sigils depending on the encounters. But those look. Oh, we... I mean, the problem with sigil of flame is like on single target, it doesn't really do that much damage. It's kind of a right. You do it because it's there and it's free to use, but you don't really. If if you had to skip something in your rotation, it's not a bad thing to skip sigil of flame because it just doesn't provide you that much single target. Oh. But yeah, the utility in Mythic Plus is quite nice. I use them a lot in Mythic Plus for mostly for the extra silence. Silence being the major thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting like a fifteen to twenty second um, sigil of silence, which it gives uh, gives the uh, alliance side a pseudo arcane torrent every twenty seconds. So that's pretty nice. I don't sure. I don't have them up here, but yeah, I noticed in chat talking about the the crafted. Legendary for uh, is that the, the movement speed with the flight? I mean, mostly it's the raw stats and triple sockets. I didn't know if that would get to be anywhere on the horizon that Vengeance would be interested in. Obviously, for world questing, mail and leather are the same bonus. We get to just like kill stuff and then fly, like with no downtime, just like woo, which will be a lot of fun if I eventually get one. The other ones are different. Like the plate ones have the heal over time effect on them, which I don't know. Do we know if those effects just turn off in raids and dungeons? Because obviously you can't fly in raids and dungeons, but the other ones. But yeah, I've been need... checked. I'm going to assume that you're going to get the movement speed, but you're not going to get the uh, uh, mechanic flying. breaking flying. R- well, right. Yeah. But also, I was curious if those might come on the horizon there too. But. Hey. The only thing that they would be used for is the, like you said, the stats and the fact that it's a triple right. socket. It's, 
I mean, crit mastery. So for us, that it would be more DPS side, mm-hmm. and then the triple socket is kind of whatever. It, I mean, it's still good because it's more stats, but essentially, it's at it, it's in a raid. It's basically just like a stat stick, basically. So, okay. I mean, yeah, it's more stats, but I'd still it like the amount of stats you would get wouldn't outperform like pride as our or archimons or the cloaks survivability wise it wouldn't out outperform archimons or uh like kim mentioned the uh two of our best dps legendaries are actually from havoc the moarx bracers that do the throw glaive that's actually our best uh, aoe legendary and same thing with uh kill jane's burning wish it's our second best damaging legendary for both single target and aoe so yeah, if you want to do damage you have to spec over to havoc um but uh yeah the boots are not something you're gonna go for if you i mean with the reduction or with the how much they increase the the chance for the first and the second you're more likely to get something semi-useful out of that like if you get stuck with like the shoulders or something sure you can go for it if you have the the, the gold for it or you have the resources that you can get the boots Right. But if you already have good ones, you're not going to go out of your way to get the boots. Yeah, I can't okay. see myself ever actually purposely going out of my way to get them to wear them over what I have currently have. Okay. I don't know. I want to make sure we brought those up because those are sort of a weird point for a few different specs going forward. The craft. Yeah, I'm not really so. sure what they're being targeted for. I don't know if it's fresh 101s or whatever it is that you can equip them that they're trying to target for those or. 101 twinks, bro. Obviously, it's for Sentinex farming, and, you know, the other thing I didn't, uh, those stupid chests, those worm tongue caches that are around the, around the map that spawn all over the place, those are going to be even more and more lucrative as our artifact power progresses, since they're always up, and then if we have the Nether Disruptor, I believe, there are more of those going to be spawning, so having the ability to, like, kill demons and then fly without any downtime will be, you know, if you're interested in that, that open-worldy kind of stuff, so that's about where I see them falling in. Yeah, it could be fun, but... How about some talent discussion here? If you want to walk me through sort of, like, the talent hierarchy and sort of, like, the builds that have been really popular about rolling around right now, I don't know who wants to to take this. We have enough time for all that. Well, I mean... Yeah. This is a part where he cops out and says, all of our talents are viable. Oh, really? Yeah, Icy Veins got mad at me because I said all, most of our talents are viable. Uh-oh. Wait, mad at you? What, what do you mean only one talent on each row is good? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, walk me through sort of no, like a, we... a raid build or like a Mythic Plus build if you want to. I'll bring them up on screen here and we'll we'll go for it. Um, Honestly, our... Uh, I, I mean, we have, do have a quote-unquote standard build that most most of the higher guys run. So the quote-unquote standard build for raiding would be Razor Spikes, then um, Burning Alive for the damage, because Feast doesn't do much unless you're casting Soul Cleave a lot, and in the current meta, most people take Fracture, so Feast of Souls is pretty useless, and Fallout is very low, is very bad for single target, so you take Burning Alive just for the extra damage, honestly. Okay. Um, and after that, you take Flame Crash 98% of the time, Valley Eruption is more damage for single target, for like pure single target, or for like a Triliax or Krosis, something like that you can take Fell Eruption for. Um, but generally, you're going to take Flame Crash. Um, 
And then in the 104 row, like I said, Fracture is the general go-to. There are guys that do like Feed the Demon. There's guys that like Soul Rending, and you can perform with them. But Fracture is the general go-to because it does the it's the biggest damage increase, especially with Razor Spikes. And you can use it to pool souls, get your Pain Bringer, get your Spirit Bomb, your Soul Barriers, whatever. Um, so that's the go-to for that. Uh, the 106 uh, and Rating, Sigil of Chains is pretty useless for the most part. Quicken Sigils is kind of useless because it it's kind of meant for a little bit more CC, but you can't really CC as much. So most people will just go for the concentrated sigils because of the ease and it's quote unquote the best damage increase, even though the damage increase is like 100k a minute. So just it's very tiny. Because yeah, it lasts longer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it makes your sigil flame last longer. So it gives you a DPS increase. It's very tiny. Even with Which flame will be crash. a thing with the T20. That actually was something we were talking yep, about. Yep, yep. yep, that will be a thing with the T20, which we can get into that with if things change or when things when that comes out. Um, then the 108 row, uh, Fell Devastation is the general go-to. Um, Spirit Bomb is the has the most potential for healing, but uh, that also, again, is a leech side kind of component, so yep. you have to do good damage to, to, for it to perform well, and it, it requires more micromanagement, so most people will just go Fell Devastation because it's easier for new players, and it generally does more damage, especially with Fire Demise, so the Fell Devastation is the go-to for that because better players get more damage, lower players have easier management. It so, also looks so, awesome. It all looks awesome. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just don't like the way that Spirit Bomb plays. It not only is it micromanaging, you gotta you gotta constantly watch the buff. It only pandemics up to twenty five seconds, if I recall. Um, Very clunky because it's on the yeah, the GCD. it's on the GCD. So not oh, only do you have to yeah, keep watching yeah, yeah. souls to come out, you have to watch the buff, and a lot of people just don't like that other aspect of it. Rather than your fire and forget it once a minute fell devastation. Yeah, it kind of feels bad sometimes. So. So yeah, so Fell Devastation is a go-to for that. And then our 110 row used to cause a lot of controversy, but things have kind of evened out. Uh, Last Resort uh, is good. Soul Barrier, we recommend Soul Barrier as the general survivability one in the final row uh, because it can, it gives you a bigger shield. Uh, your souls, when you consume souls, you get a shield for it on top of proccing all your soul stuff. And then you get the minimum absorb, which is very nice because it basically acts like a damage reduction. Yep. It it's basically gives you like, uh, depending on your you know what you're fighting in, it could be like a ten percent damage reduction, just flat for ten for twelve seconds. It's so, very good so, all purpose. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good for magic. It's good for physical. It's good for multi add. You know, it's good for big hits, like using it as like a major cooldown for that. So it's good for everything. Um, Demonic Infusion is good for DPS. Uh, we use that in conjunction with Razor Spikes mainly for the damage side. Uh, and then Last Resort is still good uh, for very specific scenarios, like if you need that huge thing, or like a, like a Fell Lash on Spellblade or something like that, where you're going to get like a massive damage spike and you want so, you want the tank to solo soak it. Right, like Last right. Resort can still do that. It, can still, it still performs well. And in raiding, the nerf because it, it used to be three seconds, and now it's, or I'm sorry, three minute, um, 
CD on it, and now it's eight minutes. In rating, it's not that big of a deal because you generally only proc it once a fight anyways. Sure, so, sure, sure. So it, in rating, it wasn't that big of a nerf. The nerf was mainly for Mythic Plus because you could chain, you know, you could do last resort regular meta or last resort regular meta and just, oh. you know, chain all stupid amounts yeah, of... You, every other stuff. third pull or whatever, you just pull everything you could see in sight and then just pop last resort on purpose and... And so that's what caused Last Resort to get nerfed, but in rating, it's still good. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so Razor Spikes, Burning Alive, Flame Crash, Fracture, Conk, Sigils, Fell Devastation, and Soul Barrier are the general go-tos um, for how most people will spec into uh, the rating. And honestly, the only real change from this, DPS-wise, is you'll choose Demonic Infusion over Soul Barrier. That's pretty much it. The the weird notion that I was looking at through here is I thought when Fellblade was sort of wiggled around and moved, this didn't become a a big take for it because I always thought whenever I tank, Fellblade should be baseline. Well, I, I, mean, let's, I let's, had to say even. <laughs> let's good old days uh, when it was baseline a year ago. I always thought that Flame Crash was kind of... I mean, this obviously will be changing because I assume the Sigil of Flame synergizes with Tier 20 going into the future that Flame Crash will become incredibly popular just through the fact that It'll you can weave... It'll basically be your go-to. Right. You can almost have... You can have an uptime on Sigil of Flame, more or less. So I can't imagine mm -hmm. it's not... You, you can get close. If you take Abyssal, yeah. you can get close. If you have the Bracers, you can get 100%. Yeah. Well, that's what I was leading to, is that would that be... Would Abyssal Strike come into play with Flame Crash in Tier 20? I mean, uh, maybe? I, I, don't. I mean, it kind of comes into play now. That's still like a, it's still a really good AOE talent, Abyssal oh. Strike. If you're running Flame Crash, if you're running a dungeon or whatever, like Abyssal Strike is perfectly viable to use, for sure. And that still synergizes well, with your concentrated sigils, right, too? It still gets the duration yep. increase? Okay, wow, yeah. Yeah, and or uh, if you're trying to pad on, like, Scorpion. Well, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Some people yeah, like yeah. to do. Have been known to do. So you didn't mention blade turning at all. Is it still probably your <laughs> your deadest talent of any of them? This is such a uh, this talent though. Poor blade turning. Poor blade turning. That uh, well, ironically, that's the only talent that I don't have as viable in the icy yeah. veins guide now. Um, it's just I got a lot of issues with it because. Well, the first issue is that it competes with Fell Devastation and Spirit Bomb. So that's sure. like a first major issue. Um, the second thing is that the buff doesn't stack on it. You can... Um, so if you get like one buff and then if you if you say you shear and then you're tanking multiple things, you're going to get like three procs in a row before your next shear. And then you're going to shear again. And then you're going to get a bunch of procs. And then, or, or it'll just not proc. For a while hmm. and then you'll just like miss procs and stuff and and the pain bump on it isn't huge um so it's just like the amount of pain it has to generate in order to compete with fell devastation and spirit bomb on both single target and aoe is just really high and it has it actually has the most potential of the row um uh, damage wise because especially with or on uh, especially on single target but it's just it's rng and you, if if you have good RNG, it can most definitely pull out and do very well. But 
again, it's relying heavily on RNG, where Fell Devastation is, you will you know that you'll always get this much damage, and you know that the more relics you get for Fire Demise, the better it gets. You know, things like that. And, yeah. and it's also, like, super fight-dependent. Like, say you take Blade Turning on something like Krosis, who doesn't really melee a lot, you're... It's really not gaining much of anything in a lot of these fights. So, right. I mean... I mean, it's situationally okay. Like, I guess if you're tanking Bloods on Tychondrius or whatever, you're a lot of ads hitting, and you're probably going to get a lot of pain income from that. But it just it doesn't it doesn't bring anything that the other two don't already bring that you would really want. Right. I've always thought the biggest benefit of Fell Devastation too was that it was a a pretty beautiful talent, and the fact that it really. It's one of the few talents that you sort of see in the tanks and any of the tanks that actually baseline is not only a, a DPS button, which is useful in some situations, obviously. And then also it has its own healing and, and damage sort of mitigation component as well. But then because of how Charred Warblades and Fiery Brand and all that stuff works out together and how the Fiery Demise uh, trait works, that it has a lot of stacking synergies. So it's always been this really crazy front runner, and it used to be your 110 talent tier, if I'm not mistaken, right? Then it used to be down there, and it was hard to not only take that at a point. So it just becomes even more better because, yeah, because if you take Fracture, and that's what I was looking at too when I was doing all my beta testing, I was like, okay, well, if you take Razor Sprites, that synergizes with a Fracture, that looks good to me too. You've got your basic stuff, and and what if you take Fellblade as well? But then. You can take a Fell Eruption or, or Fell Blade, but then you get Spirit Bomb to work in, then you got Soul Bear uptime to pay attention to. There's also a point where I thought Vengeance got a little bit of that button bloat problem, where it had way sure. too many buttons. <laughs> what That's do I hit? I want to say complaint. Some people really enjoy that extra intricate gameplay, and other people don't like the amount of buttons you have to press. Yeah, I see people still complain have. about it all the time. Like, there's just too many damn buttons that I have to be keeping track of. There's just so many. Of the tanks, we still have one of the most uh, amount of buttons, if not the most, and our talents can make it, can add more. And honestly, that was part of the thing that they tried to solve was Fellblade. A lot of people don't know it, but Fellblade was actually uh, baseline in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, Fracture never was, but Fellblade was, and they just they incorporated some of those into uh, the talents. And actually, in beta, in the beginning of beta, Delimit, uh, you probably remember. They um, you actually redid pretty much our entire talent system, like our talent uh, order. They moved around almost our entire talent thing, and re they got rid of half the talents. So there's a lot of talents that we used to have that were actually better than a lot of the talents that we have right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, I feel like overall they kind of did an okay job balance wise because so many so many of our every one of our rows has at least two options if not all three options are viable so you know we have that going for us and yeah. i mean they're all very situation dependent they're still to the go to like what i told you that's mm -hmm. pretty much what people run for 95 percent of the content yeah, and if you're trying to like match you can talents. swap between fights and but but generally speaking you're not at a huge disadvantage for just setting one spec and going just based off of what you enjoy. That includes for Mythic Plus, too. Like that, Absolutely. That spec that I gave is the only thing you would change for Mythic Plus is maybe like go instead of going Kong Sigils, go Sigil Chains. And then that's it. Like that's personally, that's all I change. 
right. is, is that is that one talent. So it it definitely shows at least almost across the board for the talents for vengeance that there was a lot of planning and and work from other tanks because I remember having past shows of course I kind of bring this up on every tank show where back in mop and even parts of of different tanks in warlords where their tanking builds their talent layouts would just be like hmm do I want a single target damage ability or an AoE damage ability and they had zero synergies or reasons or 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 workarounds for feeling that you could actually have a build that was not only defensive but also has damage or more defensive everything was about damage back then and a lot of the talents across the board for for a vengeance really have sort of a back and a forth you know because even agonizing flames is more damage but also gives you movement speed but more damage gives you more trickle healing razor spice gives you the snare and more physical damage like all these talents really sort of work in a way that gives you you know even fracture being a huge damaging button also gives you more soul fragments, which has all the different synergies with your artifact, and of course across the board with soul barrier as well, and again, spirit bomb if you want to go crazy. So, which looks like a great build of talents that you have so many options that actually give you damage or mitigation or both, or a mixture sort of a hierarchy of that, that don't just go like, oh, this does more damage. Because that always felt really lame if you're a tank that all your options for talents have served to a certain degree were just damaging abilities. So that really does. Yeah, I've actually been, for the most part, I've been happy with our talent selection. I mean, there was obviously little issues like Soul Barrier just wasn't good enough back in Emerald Nightmare. Sure, sure. Last sure. Resort was really good. I mean, they've, they've balanced it out. Soul Barrier's, that used to be a talent that I was wholeheartedly against. I hated that talent. I still am not a fan of the talent as, as a talent, but number-wise, it's great. I mean, it's in a very good spot. Most of our talents are in a pretty, pretty good spot. Yeah, I used to annoy him because I would be, I'd be like, "Hey guys, I really feel like Soul Barrier has potential. You guys test it out sometime, you know, so I can get bounce off feedback and stuff." <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I, I'd always get, uh, you know, I could feel the dirty looks coming at me through the chat. And at the same <laughs> time, I'm getting flamed on Reddit for being against Soul Barrier, so. Yeah, I mean, we time. tested the crap out of it. It was just the numbers weren't good enough. Right. Like it wasn't the overall barrier wasn't big enough to mitigate any kind of useful hit. The the minimum wasn't enough to ever make it much of a difference. And they gave I that mean, big, it, I think, fifty percent buff overall, which was beautiful. It I mean, is. It's, it's fantastic now. It's an incredibly awkwardly scaled and math heavy talent. If you read the tooltip. Where you shield yourself for 12 seconds, absorbing 2,250% of attack power times percent health plus 20% attack power times attack power times percent health damage. And then consuming soul fragments gives you attack power and percent health that adds to the shield. Like all this stuff. The long and short of it though, not to be like, you know, really derivative of what it is, is that it is guard that synergizes with the whole soul fragment mechanic of vengeance. So it, it's... A much smarter woman just like, hey, I got a button to absorb millions of damage. Woo! That's all guard was. Right? There was no What boss mechanic? I didn't see anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got hit for damage? What was that? You know? So, at least it is a absorb slash new version of guard that actually has a interplay. Because you can set up all your souls 
suck them all in, fracture a whole bunch off, bring them back in, right? You have at least some ebb and flow with it, not just like, here's a shield. So... Yeah, and on top of that, you've got your minimums. So if you're tanking a bunch right. of ads, every single melee hit's being reduced, every single dot right. tick is being reduced. It's just, right. it's really good. So outside of that, we transition now to the new section of the show, sort of toward the end of this. This is where chat can sort of dig in here as well. I call this the nitty-gritty, and this one is going to be the Legion tanking situation, where my guests, and if you have the Patreon, you can look at the show notes as well, just a giant block of questions. And this is sort of like a, a in tandem sort of soapboxy moment. So I don't know who wants to tank it first. We have kind of talked about how Legion tanking was so far, but we didn't really discuss the whole, well, it's it's definitely back in a way that, you know, tanks can kind of just get two-shot again. Like, welcome to Wrath of Lich King again. This time is going to be different, guys. We yeah, yeah, swear. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. This time is different. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? You're breaking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but so who wants to I mean if you delimit if you want to go bring up the nitty-gritty first and then we can see if chat wants to jump in with different sides of this that we can wiggle around in there for a little bit of time but please feel free so start start the I mean, soapbox how has Legion tanking worked out well I think pretty much anybody who tanks knows how that has worked out guardian or bust let's be honest here I mean it's a high end obviously um overall I'm not a fan. Like, I don't mind the boss fights. I, I just don't like the disparity between tanks. Like, it's the night and day difference between certain tanks on certain mechanics. It's just not not a fan. I'm not a fan of going in and feeling like I'm a detriment, detriment to my rage for having played a class that I enjoy. Which I'm assuming is everybody else feels that a little bit. I mean, to some extent, but... I wouldn't know. I play. I have DPS. I hit things, and I play a melee right now, so I don't really have. But I'm sure. Of... I mean, I'm sure it applies <laughs> to DPS too, right? Like you go in and yo, and that like, yeah, your raid would probably be better off if you were playing something else. If you're really trying to min max, but of course, so depressing. This is. I, I don't is think the DPS disparity is quite as big as the tanking disparity. No. I don't mean DPS, so I can't right say that 100. percent But as far as I can tell, that's basically they're much closer than tanks are currently. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they, they've they finally acknowledged it after six months of us complaining about it and all the months of beta of us basically saying this is exactly how it's going to be. Like none of this none of this stuff that we're finding out now or that Blizzard's acknowledging is new information. Like we've known about all this for a long time. I mean, we knew back in we knew back in beta that when we were testing Nighthold that Krosis was going to wreck Demon Hunters. That we just didn't, didn't have the magic resist uptime to handle a fight that has 100% uptime and magic damage. Just it didn't exist. And we got nothing for it until three months into the into the raid. Yeah, and then in a way, the only way that they've buffed protection warriors in that regard, there was a little bit of a tweak to spell uh, spell reflect only through their artifact, though. But then, if you have the legendary yeah, belt, you get more demo shout. That's that's it. It them. wasn't their trait fairly deep though. Like they didn't even get it by default. Like their first couple of points, it's like oh, right, deep right, into the tree, mm-hmm. if I recall. Right. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a baseline improvement. It's like a oh yeah. well, you've struggled this far. Now have something here, so because that was definitely a problem. I mean, they've talked about this. There've been a few blue posts about the the magic damage in the night hold. So we'll see if that changes 
because again, what I said earlier about how we're kind of like the playing field has been re-leveled a little bit to a degree. Hopefully there's not some ridiculous amount of crazy scaling problems in Tomb, but I, I, I brought up this for like healer options. I don't know if either of you have thoughts to like who you like having heal you comparatively in the different healers. Rest of Druids. Rest of Druids. Oh. Rest of Druids. <laughs> who doesn't like a Rest of Druid? Come on. <laughs> Monkey, you, you agree? Yes. Crystal Druids, Iron Bark, best thing ever. Having those hots to fill in your gaps between your self healing is just, it's just fantastic. I mean, it just it fits that playstyle so much better than somebody taking a second and a half to bomb heal you, but you could have healed yourself in between that cast. Right. Obviously, uh, it works in sync like a paladin, but you get your Crystal Druids and Holy Paladin are my top two. Yeah, like for sure. Hmm. You're you're slipping away from us, monkey. Where you're like a floating head now. Hello. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, you, what do you have to add to the nitty gritty topic, though, monkey? You've been a little quiet so far. Where's your Where's your side of this? I talk too much. Anyway, um, you're on a show to talk, so please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with him. Um, I mean, we we have a lot of the same mentality on how things uh, go and should be. Um, and uh, I do agree. I mean, we talked about it earlier. You know, we were one of the bottom two tanks DPS-wise. We have been the entire expansion. Blood DKs, you know. Um, we Hold strong, brothers. Hold strong. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, uh, you know, we're at the bottom of Blood DKs. We can put out in dungeons and stuff. And uh, we're, they're finally took them long enough. But, I mean, they're finally starting to notice, you know, like like we said earlier, that the damage mitigation buff that they just gave us, we've been asking for that since they nerfed us in beta last August or uh, July, something like that, when they did that armor nerf. Like, we've been asking for this fix since then. They're finally starting to get into it and notice some of the issues with it. So, uh, like I said earlier, I'm really positive for the future. I think you're going to do well with it. Um, as far as the overall tanking meta, it, it does kind of feel bad. Um, like, I leveled up a monk for... Uh, Kib runs a... Uh, him and his girlfriend, they run a, like an alt-heroic group on Saturday nights. And so I, I was tanking with them on my Demon Hunter, and then I uh, transferred it over to an actual mythic group. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I wanted to play with them still, so I leveled a monk. Well, I went in there with my monk that was 30 eye levels lower doing almost as much damage and taking a fraction of the damage or at least my health bar was moving a fraction of the amount at such a huge eye level disparity and I and I had no experience with the class very little I I refused to even read the guides I wanted to play it super casually and you know just have a beer raid and stuff you know because it's a all group and I'm like I'm like I I know very little about what I'm doing here but it's so easy to play and I'm like I'm taking so little damage comparative to it to my demon hunter, my main that you know I've put all this time and effort into learning and making you know min maxing and all that, and it just kind of uh, th that was kind of the wake up call for me to say that the disparity is very big and very noticeable. Um, and you know I everybody QQs because bears are OP and blizzards has already said they're not going to nerf them into the ground like everybody wants and they're going to be in that OP state the rest of the expansion. And monks are OP because of stagger, and they're getting some changes. We'll see how that goes. But, um, I, like, I'm I'm not for. I, I'm more of buff us instead of nerfing them. Sure, sure, sure. 
So a lot of people I mean, my main alt is a guardian druid. Please don't, please don't nerf them into the ground. But I would be, <laughs> I would be and, kidding myself if I were a guardian druid main and didn't think that something needed to be done. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of, yeah. If if you don't think that, then you probably haven't played the other classes at the same mythic level. It's, there's a very definite disparity when you're trying to tank, do the same activity on both, and you're like, hmm. Hmm. Why does this feel infinitely easier on this class over this class? Well, I mean, even mythic strats, like, look at how many bosses sure. can be carried by a boss. Or, I'm sorry, by one tank. If one tank is a druid or a bear or a monk, they can they can take all of the da all of the major damaging abilities or, the like, the majority of the damaging stuff, like Annihilate or Bonds or whatever, and, you know, they can take those big hits and then all the, the other tank has to do is taunt sometimes they're basically a dps that sometimes taunts and that until the other tank can you know take the boss back or whatever so it's um as long as you have one of those two quote-unquote op tanks you know it's you can still get by you can still get ahead but um it's just it's just the fact of that that that's able to happen that you can literally have one tank carry in a mythic progression setting like i can understand like a normal or even a heroic but like in a mythic progression like the fact that that can happen is just it shows the disparity in the tank balance or and and partially how the mechanics of the bosses are for tanks yeah we're about to go into druid history month as i'll plug at the end of the show that the next four shows will be druid uh, i'm not sure exactly what's next sunday but uh at some point in time this month we will talk to two guardian druid so we'll have to see what they're they'll the next tank that's up anyway so we'll have to see what they say sitting in the hot seat talking about what their perspective from the inside looking out looks like from them but it'll be interesting and it, it brought up in chat uh, unsung brought up a question with the tanking disparity like it is now as we've been talking about and other than nerf guardians which you've both said isn't the case so what changes would you suggest to try and balance the tanks from my perspective, uh, I would say that our self-healing as a Venice Demon Hunter probably should be brought up a little bit. Um, I, I play Guardian Druid as an alt, and it's really awkward whenever I play my Druid and I take a big spike damage and I Frenzy Regen like a huge amount of that back up. And I think to myself, that was a bigger heal than I can possibly heal myself with a self-healing tank is a, is a spike recovery, who was also more spiky. So, just I think think that off the top of my head, like my biggest soul cleave on a crit is only 1.4 million ish. That's with a crit. That's full, big heal on a 6.2 million health pool, which is drops in buckets, and you're just getting hit immediately for that kind of damage right back down again. Yeah, and it, it feels like you're never able to actually self recover really. Now, if you're with an AP based healing, which is good for doing that farming content, those mythic pluses and stuff like that, where that's enough to carry you through that. But when you take that big spike damage from a boss, it does nothing to help you. It's I mean, more you get of a little bit of heal, but you're not, there's no scaling to it that helps you recover from that. It's kind of where say like a frenzied regen is damage control. taken, uh, death strike or whatever is damage taken. It... What's that monkey? Go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of the issue that DK has where they're better on farm than progress because oh, of, like hmm. you said, with the AP scaling. 
of it as opposed to the uh, damage reduction or the um, the damage thing. So it's kind of how DKs used to be, where it's we're better on farm as opposed to on progress because like a druid, like he said, for druid. I, I mean, I hate comparing to druid because druid are in such a good state right now. Um, but like like he said, they're it, they scale with their damage taken. So if you do the hard mythic bosses, you're gonna heal for more because you're tanking that mythic boss. Whereas with us, they, um, and people don't don't notice it, but they did, every tank has the quote unquote, the resolve mechanic. So if you remember resolve from WAD, it was, you know, you take damage, you get more healing, or you get to heal more. Well, every tank has that in a way. So for us, the way we do that is, we get pain from damage taken. So we take more damage, we get more pain, which means we soul cleave more. What the issue is, is that our soul cleave, well, two th well, there's two things. One, they made our soul cleave variants. So it'll it'll take between 30 and 60 resources. Our, we, and our cap is 100. Well, honestly, it feels bad now when you have to use soul cleave because you 60% 60, 60, uh, of your resources has to be used to get even a decent heal out of it. And I was do, I was running over a little bit of numbers last night because we were talking about this. And um, if I had five souls with a soul cleave, without a, assuming nothing crits, I would only heal for eighteen percent of my my total health pool, and that's sixty pain with five souls, which means I either had to soul carver, which is a forty second cooldown, or I had to fracture spam, which means I had to do another uh, forty pain worth of resources so we'll say 100 pain so i had to spend 100 pain or my full resource bar in order to get 18 percent of my health back now blood dk's are considered no worse spot than we are their baseline is 40 resources 35 talented um to get a minimum of 10 percent of their health back and they get a shield on top of it so like yeah i mean for them it's not as good or whatever but like the fact that they can spend less than half or le a lot less resources than we do and they right. get even more healing out of it and then you know you look at monks or uh, not monks uh druids you know where your skills with the damage taken so you could heal for like way more and uh and all that so and honestly we don't soul cleave that much like the average person soul cleaves about seven times a minute and that's like somebody who's not even going for fracture if you go for fracture you soul cleave like half that on average mm -hmm. So you're only soul cleaving like two or three times a minute. So the fact of, you know, you're getting that 18% heal or whatever, it's not like, it's not that great. If, if it if it crits, it's good. But if it doesn't crit, then it's like, well, drop in the bucket and then you get smacked again for even more than you just healed for. So it's that like the variance, I feel like the variance needs to go away. And they need to drop it back down to how it used to be with like a 40 pain or even a 30 pain mm -hmm. and like keep Kinda it how it is. Amount. Yeah. And yeah. Either... It would also, it would make it easier to balance the numbers rather than having the scaling nonsense that in the variable pain that makes it much harder to get proper numbers for. Just, it feels bad dumping so much resources for so little benefit. It's really where I'm getting at. That's... I'm it... glad you mentioned the, the pain for damage taking because that was actually a bug that we didn't bring up. Is that there are certain yes. boss abilities that aren't giving us pain currently? I actually forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh, like annihilate from uh, spellblade deals a bunch of damage to the tank. We get no pain from it. Um, 
huh. was it fetters fetters from botanist we don't get any pain for the mouse so and there's a few other things that don't that don't give us pain uh i can't remember off the top of my head what all of them are but th- those are the main two that uh popped up that's an interesting coding thing i wonder if the same thing happens with with guardian druid for rage or prot warrior i know what you were talking about with the whole spending your resource for your either active mitigation or your in this regard healing right so it's reactionary there that's one of the biggest problems with prot warrior right now is that you have to choose shield block or ignore pain and normally if you have to use ignore pain for magic it's gonna you gotta use two of those to really make it worth anything and then you gotta do it again and again and again and again to make it feel like it. Whereas Guardian Druid with Iron Fur plus uh, Frenzied Regen, it doesn't really get in the way of anything else they want to do. And that's sort of what the problem is. Uh, mm-hmm. Maul's a thing. Uh, a thing that you never press, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Poor Maul. Poor kicked around Maul. Yeah. I mean that that brings up which can will bring up on the Guardian show in the future that Maul should probably be something that they should care about more often. For sure. Absolutely. Right. Because then that would give them this do I spend on Maul or or my uh Mark of Ursol or my Iron Fur or something like that guard. But they don't they don't care about it at all right now. You don't even worry about it. Yeah. And bristling fur probably too strong because they can make themselves gain even more rage to dump into all their stuff, which other tanks can't do like you you just and if things if certain things aren't even giving you pain then you can't even spend your resource granted you can build I mean, how do you recover slowly. from a, a giant boss ability if it never gave you any resources to recover with yeah hmm whereas again frenzied regen you get smacked in the face for four million here's a hot for two million right back or whatever the scaling is for free essentially it's just for free where you yeah, have 10 to rage or whatever it is it's a super small amount Right, so granted, it does have a twenty second. It has a cooldown on it. Oh boy! So you know, it's got. You could say you could argue that point is that mm-hmm. it has a cooldown, but still. But you have the heal when you need it. It's very, it's very rare that you need a giant heal like that more often than every thirty seconds, whatever the baseline cooldown is. It's mm-hmm. reduced by haste. Right. So out of that, um, there's one more question. Could you name from the top of your head even one boss where a demon hunter could be triumph, triumphed, I guess, or to triumph to be the better would tank. have triumphed. Would have triumphed, yeah. Like what? What you could have out of any of the ones right now, I guess you can take take your pick. I'm trying to think of one that Venus Demon Hunter does better than my Guardian Alt does, and I. I don't think there is one. I mean, granted, Krosis is more fun on my Demon Hunter than it is on my Druid because infinite pain from the dot and the yeah, that's, beautiful that's damage the, numbers that pop up. But it's the only one as I'd far as like t- as far as the actual Hunter. tanking of it, it's not very good. It's better now though. The new buff is definitely absolutely noticeable. So that does. I gotta read the tooltip real quick here. Let me double check because so Soul Cleave. Yeah, so it deals physical damage and heals yourself for up to one, uh, one thousand one hundred percent of your attack power based on pain spent. So of course, sixty pain gives you the most heal. 
So yeah, the heal doesn't even scale with hitting more targets. It's not nope. consumption, right? Like the, the blood decay artifact ability. So that doesn't... So yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's just a linear scale from 30 to 60 pain, just flat numbers. There's no there's no modifier to it for number of targets hit or damage taken or anything. Flat AP. The quote-unquote scaling on it would be, you could argue is, like I said, the pain and then souls. The fact that you can get five souls it, from it, you get the heal, and then you get the pain bringer afterwards. Versatility's the, flat heal would increase the heal too, right? It gets multiplied by versatility, I assume, on the back end. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But that, hmm. And even looking, I'm looking at Shattered Souls, Soul Fragments, they heal you for attack power-based health as well. 250%, I think, per? 2,125 on the tooltip, so... No, no, that's the big one. There's there's that's two, the, right? We've got that, we get the big, the big soul boy. from killing an item, and then or killing a, a mob, and then you've got the small one that we generate. Yeah, to believe yeah, we got greater souls for if we got greater souls instead, be awesome. Yeah. yeah, there's no way for me to look at a tooltip for the small one without digging it up in the database, so I can't find that uh, one. Off the top of my head, it's like two fifty percent. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure it's, yeah, it's two fifty per. It's in the sheer tooltip. Actually, yeah, you'll see it in the sheer tooltip for the souls generated. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, two hundred fifty percent attack power. It's so weird that everything scales off attack power. Hmm. Which is great they, when things don't hit hard enough to overwrite that amount of attack power healing that you're getting, but... Right. It feels like if it was going to be all this attack power-based healing to make it sort of an aggressive tank, right? Then they would have given maybe more mastery scaling to your attack power side that you actually get more attack power to heal yourself because the reason why you guys stack so much versatility over top of it is because it's a, a flat modifier everything versus the, the slow-scale... Hmm. It's reliable. I mean, especially with something like Nighthold, where the majority right. of the bosses have some form of magic damage. Mastery does nothing for that, except for obviously the attack power healing, but it's not enough to justify front-loading it. We'll have to wait and see. Was there anything else you guys wanted to bring up, or tips or tricks or little things you wanted to leave the Vengeance community with before we get out of here? I'll go over to Limit. You can have the floor real quick here. What you got? Anything? Uh, I think that about covered it. Monkey? <laughs> Anything? Um, yeah, not much. Uh, we did want to say that uh, I'm currently working on a post right now. I'm, I'm trying to put a collection together of uh, various bugs and uh, things wrong with the class. And I, I, I was hoping to get it done before this, but I've been so busy between work and working on the guide and getting that uh, things updated. I've been working on some stuff for 7.2 and whatnot. Um, so I didn't get a chance to actually put that together. But um, I, I want to put together like a full thing of like changes that we should get and whatnot. And okay. I'll be putting up in the Discord. So if you're in the Discord, you'll be you'll be able to see that and uh, um, you know work with us on that. And uh, actually after this, we, Dilema and I are going to do like a Q&A thing. Uh, we'll do it in the Discord, and uh, and I'll turn on my stream for a little bit before I raid. So we'll do that if you guys want to pop in there. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All Discord right is there. the best way to get a hold of us, and uh, yep. best way to ask questions and find other people. Sounds good to me. I'm I'm fine with that. 
and there are some more questions that are popping up in chat, but again, you can check them out in their Discord Q&A. It's going to go on certainly, but I'm going to hit the button. So thank you all so much for tuning into episode number 134 of Final Boss TV for Vengeance Demon Hunters. Around the table real quick to my guests one more time. There is Delimit. You can go check him out over on Twitter at DelimitGG and bother him there or bother him in the Discord. Thank you very much for your time on the show today, sir. It was a pleasure. Thank you much. For sure. Thanks for having me. And there is Monkey over there on Twitter as well. Or, of course, you can check him out in the Discord. He's Monkey with two Ks with a little DH at the end there. Thank you for being on the show today, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And I guess as a Discord question, are you both okay with PMs or would you rather have people bring up discussions in the chat itself? I'm totally okay with PMs. I get them pretty much every day. So, Yeah, same. I, I don't care. Uh, okay. I usually prefer that people ask in the Discord channels themselves because it promotes uh, just, you know, other people helping out and uh, some other people might have different mentalities or, you know, like a lot of people, we say the same things, but we think about it a little bit different. So if you want to get sure. a different perspective, because, you know, a lot of people, they read the guides and that's my mentality of it. But Delimit might have like a slightly different view, even though we agree on pretty much everything that's in there. So... You know, I, I promote people to talk in the Discord. Plus, it, you know, it, it uh, builds the community and all that. So. Sounds good to me. I was going to make sure I bring that up, at least as a tail end, because some people get way too many and they can't handle it. But that's fine with me. Again, my name is Adam K, a.k.a. Bay. Check out the links down below if you want to make sure you're keeping up with the shows and all the side content on my YouTube channel. Check that out. And to make sure you're subscribed to any of your other channels. Like, make sure you're not being unsubscribed to Novel or Preach or Nixium or whatever. You know, make sure because YouTube is changing things. And additionally, if you want to support the show at an extra level and unlock the extra podcast, check out the Patreon page. You get another hour of Vengeance Demon Hunter discussion with uh, Monkey Delimit and myself from last night. You can go check those out. Again, next week and the next four weeks will be Druid History Month. I'm not sure what order they're going to happen. I might try to put Guardian at the end to sort of let everything else flow through. So I'm going to try to do either Balance or Feral next week and then vice versa. And then we'll mix in Resto in there as well. So keep on social media on Facebook and mostly Twitter for those announcements when those are happening. But yeah, those are the next four shows. And then after that, we'll have another voting system where you get to vote on the next show order as well. Again, on Twitter. Links down below the stream. If you want the audio-only version of the show, you can go check the show out on Google Play Music or iTunes or Stitcher Radio or my website in the RSS feed or just the play buttons on the website for the audio-only versions. If you're traveling and just want to listen to the shows that you've missed, check them out there. Thank you all so much for watching. Trust in your newly iconed seal of artifact power because these are actually like it feels pretty good to get a giant chunk of AP when you roll and don't get anything but that because we need it again right but until next week everybody thank you so much for watching yet again and uh, bye. Oh, bye, 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 bye wave wave bye at the nice people wave wave bye wave okay or or, or don't that's fine that's fine <laughs>